pray before we get in the Word and believe Him together. Father God, we know that Your Word spoken in love is unfailing and received by faith and acted on will make a difference in our lives and it will make a difference in the lives of others. So we purpose today to hear Your Word. Lord, we ask that it be Your Word, that it not be the ideas and opinions of man, but it be the very true Word of God that it exhort and encourage us, that it build us up to a new level of faith so that together we can win the world and glorify you in doing so. And we thank you for it. And by faith we receive it today with open hearts. We receive your word today. And we purpose to act on it accordingly. And we give you glory in advance for every good thing, every good thing that will be accomplished through your word today and, and as it goes forth. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Glory to God. I'm really hot up here. This 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 hot. Thank you, Lord. I can hear myself three times. It's probably okay for me, but you guys won't like it at all. <laughs> Hallelujah. Well, let's look at the Word of God today. Open your Bible to uh, Matthew 7. We'll start in verse 8, and we'll work our way backwards, and then we'll work our way forwards, and... We'll see what God has to say today. Amen? You know, so many of the times uh, when we're believing for something in our lives, we say, I've been believing this and I've done this and I've done this and I'm just not getting it. It, God's just not doing it for me. And, uh, you know, you hear so many people say that. and, And at one time or another in our lives, we've probably said that. We've been guilty of it. You know, I'm doing this and I'm doing that. And God hasn't given this yet. I haven't received this yet. And the truth of the matter is, is that's exactly how we should say it. We haven't received it yet. And it ain't because God hasn't given it yet. Because everything that God has given is already given. You know, uh, Brother Moore always says we're not waiting on God. We are truly not waiting on God. It, it is truly not a giving problem. I preached on this last time I was in uh, Branson preaching, and, and God said extend it. Keep on going with it a little while. So we're going to go a little ways further with it today. And, and in Matthew 7, 8, it tells you right here how many, how many people receive from God. Right there it says, for everyone, how many, how many does that include? If, he's, if, if God says everyone, how many people do you reckon that includes? Everyone. everyone. It says everyone that asks receives. And so if you said how many receive, everybody would say everyone. You know what? And that's kind of what I said at first, but God said, no, not everyone receives. He said, everyone that asks receives. He says, not everyone that reads the Scripture receives. Not everyone that comes to church receives. Not everyone that, that has the Scripture on their mirror and reads it every day, works in the parking lot, serves in the children. Not everyone that does those things receives. Because receiving is much simpler than that. Just ask. Just ask. And, and, and you know, I want to receive that easily. You know, everybody, we've got, we've, you know, as faith people, as word and faith people, we've almost become up with a regiment of how you get stuff from God. Well, you get your faith here, and you listen to your word here, and you put your scriptures on your mirror here, and you serve God. If you don't serve God, don't expect to receive, because you won't be... It says ask. The thing is, is a person that truly is going to ask God, because he's talking about asking. you got to go back. That's why I said we're going to go backwards. 
in looking at this because who is asking? Who is asking? How are you asking? Why are you asking? Amen? There's more to it. There is ways of asking that cause receiving to become easy. Amen? And, and so, because everyone that asks receives. But there's verses. This, this wasn't a verse that you just pull out and say, well, you know, and I, and I was actually reading this verse, and I'm like, the effect is go to like uh, 6, I think, verse 6. Let me see if, let me see where we're at here. Yeah, this is right before this verse. That Jesus is talking about this. Why? Because you don't give the, the, to people who don't ask. People who don't ask are like, throw, like giving, your, giving it to the dogs or giving pearls to swine. Why? Because they don't value it. If they don't want it, do not give it to them. If you truly want something, what will you do? You'll ask. And this is what Jesus is saying. Don't just give it to people, to anybody. Give it to people who ask. That's, and God, when He talks, He talks about how He does things. Not, not about how we do things. You know, because sometimes we'll, we'll give people, a, we'll preach to them even when they don't want to hear it. Do you know God won't do that? If you didn't ask for something from God, you won't get it. And He's telling you and me not to do that right here. Don't preach to people who don't want to hear. Because really, the reason He's saying that is not, not for your sake, for theirs. It's going to push them further away from you. People who don't aren't ready to receive. If you start pushing on them and, and pushing the Word at them, it'll push them farther away. How many have been the person that didn't want to receive? Okay. I'm raising my hand. Man, I know my mom used to say, hey, I got something for you today. I'd say, no thanks, Mom. And she'd say, okay. Why? She wasn't going to tell me anything that wasn't going to do me any good. She'd wait until I was ready to hear it. And then I'd come to her and I'd be in a mess and I'd say, Mom, she'd go, I was going to tell you. You said no. <laughs> She's a smart lady. <laughs> Why? Because the Word says ask. Don't give, give stuff to people who don't ask. Why? They're probably already mad anyway. Something didn't go their way. Something didn't happen the way they wanted it to. And they're probably mad at Christian and God three times. Amen? It's, it's their fault. <laughs> so we ask. He said, don't give that which is holy to dogs. Why? The dog don't ask for nothing. You give it to it. You know, right? The dog doesn't, and it doesn't have any value. Right? This is valuable stuff. And it is, it is so valuable that God says, I want to know that you want it. I want to know that you want it. One of the prerequisites from receiving from God is asking. You know, a lot of people say, well, he knows that you have need of it before you ask, but yet he still said ask, right? Why? Because he wants to know that you know he's your Lord. He's your source, and, and, and it has great value. It's holy. Amen? It's not just something. Go on to verse 7. Verse 7. Matthew 7. 7, 7. seven. And then he says, ask. Right after this verse, he says, ask. Why? Ask, and that's, how, that's, that's when I'll start talking to you. Ask. Invite me. You know, a lot of people say, 
Uh, Holy Spirit, he'll just roll you over. No, he won't. No, he won't. Right? He'll say, oh, he's rolled me over. No, he hasn't. Well, something may have rolled you over, but it wasn't the Holy Spirit. If you ask him to, he will. You invite him in, he'll do all kind of things in your life. Amen? But you have to ask. You ask, and it shall be given unto you. If we ask, it shall be, must be given unto us. Not could be, must be. Right? But it's not just... But see, that's, people have taken this verse and they've pulled it out of its context so much that, that they're, just, they're just using this verse and said, Well, I asked and He didn't give it to me. Well, just by your statement, you proved how you ask. Right? <laughs> right? It's true. If people say something like that, they're already mad. So they had a sticking point before they ask. They, they knew they were going to get mad if they didn't get it at this point. And if they knew it, God for sure knew it. Right. Amen. Amen? That's why this stand, what they're talking about, be like a tree planted by the water. Ask and then expect it. Yes. Expect it to come. It is coming. It is coming. If you've asked, He says it'll be given unto you. If ask in the right heart, the right way, believing, you shall receive. Amen? It, it, it can't not happen. Right? It can't not happen. There's your double negative for the day. We'll start with that one work our way up. Amen? Glory to God. And then you go back to verse 8. Everyone that ask in such a way with value on who it's asking, value on what it's asking for, value on what it's, go- what it's going to receive in faith, believing. It didn't just ask. It asked in faith. And it asked a father. Go to the next verse. Thank you, Lord. He says, Who, whom of you, whom, or, okay, or what man of you, what man is there of you, whom if his son, he's starting to talk about sons. You notice that already? So this is the Father talking. It's time to stop, stop and listen for a second when you start hearing words like son and father. Yes, you know, a lot of people, they want to talk about God and they want to talk. I want to know my God. Because if you know who you're asking, you'll ask in faith. Amen? You'll ask expecting. Why? You're asking the person that has all the answers. You're asking the person that loves you more than anything in the world and He loves you with an unfailing love. Amen? Amen. This is who you're asking. This is the first thing you've got to start doing before you ask. Realize who you are, who He's made you to be. You're not just somebody groveling up, Oh God, I'm not worthy. If you could just find your way, please find a way to just help me somehow. That's not asking. That's begging. That's begging. God doesn't... Sons don't beg. Amen. Amen. And my dad, if I would have begged him like that, he just said, I'll tell you what, no. (laughs) Still today if I beg him for something. You ever had your little kid, please, 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 mom, please, 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 please. They say, no. Why? Because they don't want to give you something for begging. Not going to reward begging. There's no faith in begging. What's Brother Moore say? Beggars aren't in faith. Beggars aren't believers. Amen? So he says, What man is there of you whom if his son asks for bread, will give him a stone? Well, what's the key to that verse, though? If his son asks 
He's not just talking about if you had a... It doesn't say if you had a son and he needed bread, you give him bread. It said, if your son asked and he needed bread, would you not give him bread, right? You wouldn't give him a stone, you give him bread, amen? He, He had to ask, though. He had to ask. Go on. Verse 10. Or if he asked for a fish, which I couldn't figure out why he'd ask for a fish, but... Surely he could ask for a steak. The fact is, we'll just change that. If he asked for a steak, it would give him a fish. No, just kidding. <laughs> or if he asked for fish, will he give him a serpent? If he asks, though, he's saying if your son comes to you and asks, valuing who you are, he's your son. He's coming to you as the father. And he's asking how many of you would give him something bad if he asked for something good. Amen? None. None of us. Amen? Verse 11. If you then being evil know how to give good gifts unto your children, and it could be implied who ask, right? How much more shall your Father in heaven give good things to them that ask him? You know, he didn't have to put that in there. He could have just said, how much more will I give good things? But he said, to them who ask. Amen? But see, that doesn't make this hard. It makes it simple. This simplifies our receiving process. You know what we have to do to receive from God? Ask. What do you need today? Healing? Ask. Right? Financial miracle? Ask. He's in the giving business. He is a giver God. He is love, and that's what love does. He can't even stop himself. He's love, and love gives. So when you ask, love just does what it does. Why? Because it has value put to it, and it has someone that loves it asking of it, and it loves back. Amen? Why, Why does he say that? Because you got to ask in love too. You got to ask love out of that love. Yes. Amen. 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 You got to have a knowledge of who you are. Amen. Who are you? You're a love child of a love God. Amen. 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 He's not keeping anything from us ever, ever. People say, "Well, I prayed and I didn't get this." <laughs> Anytime we say something like that, don't you wish God would take you out of your body for just a second and show you what you sounded like? It's like offended people whenever you say, ah, you seem offended. I'm not offended. Oh, <laughs> my mistake. Could I have that piece of my head back? <laughs> Out of your mouth because you just bit it real good. <laughs> and, and, you know, we're all like that. People say, what are you mad about? I'm not mad. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, then. <laughs> Hallelujah. God just says ask. It's a good principle to learn today, isn't it? That's our key to receiving. That's our key to receiving from God. I remember (laughs) Kim, she always, before we leave a restaurant, she says, do I have anything on my face? (laughs) And I'm like, not that that you're aware of. (laughs) And one day... We got out to the car and we walked through some people and everything. And she looked in the mirror and she said, I got something on my face. Why didn't you tell me? I said, you didn't ask. 
<laughs> Asking's important, isn't it? <laughs> Actually, I didn't notice. <laughs> Glory to God. If we being who we are know how to give good gifts, in other words, if we are enabled by our love for our children, out of our love to give to our children because we love them, are able to give good gifts, how much more is love able to give to those that ask Him? Amen? Unfailing things. God wants to give us unfailing things. He is a giver God. You know, the problem is, is so many times we're looking for what we wanted instead of what He, he wanted to give us. Amen? Remember what Jesus said, and in, in, I think it's in Luke. He said, give to every man that asks. I think it's in Matthew too. He said, give to everyone that asks of you, right? You guys ever read that verse? And I read it, I'm like, man, if I give to every person that asks, I'm not going to have any money left. And then he said, I didn't say money. He said, I said, give to everyone that asks of you. Right? That's how you witness, right? It doesn't say be prepared to give... Uh, what is that? What is that in First Peter? I have that verse actually somewhere. First Peter, First Peter three fifteen says, "But sanctify the Lord in your hearts, and be ready always to give an answer to every man." See, we've always been ready to give an answer to every man, and that's the problem. We're not supposed to give an answer to every man. We're supposed to give an answer to every man that asks. Amen. Every man that asks, what answer are you giving him? The hope that's within you, right? Why do, why do I have this hope? What, what's the reason for my hope? And then how are you supposed to give that answer? In meekness and in fear. Why? That's how God gets He answers. What you, Brother Moore just preached on it. He said, I'm meek. I'm meek and lowly. How, who, how is Jesus? Meek and lowly. You don't give answers from up here. You give answers from down here. Amen? People who are better than you rarely teach you anything. Amen? Like if you say... I'm better at you than this. You should listen to me. Immediately, you don't like them. You can't hear them. People say, well, we're Christians. We like them. Well, go with that if you want. (laughs) You may love them, but you don't like them at the moment. (laughs) You love me and like me all day long, though. Amen? Amen? What verse were we on before we went to 1 Peter? Seven somewhere? Go to Acts 3. Go to Acts 3. Let's look at what happens when people ask. And let's look at what happens when people really take that verse seriously. That says, give to every man. Amen? It says, give to every man. Jesus said, give to every man that asks of you, right? I think Peter and John took that literally in this, in this, in this chapter right here. Acts 3, 5. I'll tell you what, go to 4. Acts 3, 4. Peter, fat, uh, no, go to 3. I need, the, I need them all. Give me the whole chapter, come on. Give me 3. Who, seeing Peter go into the temple, ask an alma of him. He asked for something from Peter right then, didn't he? And, the, and Peter has a, Peter was there when he when Jesus preached that that said, "Give to every man that asks of you." Amen. <laughs> so Peter, the next verse, 
said, fastening his eyes upon him with John, he said, look on us. That guy's thinking, man, I'm getting ready to get big, big money right now. He started expecting right then. He started expecting to receive something. Amen? A lot of people say, he wasn't in faith. He, he got that anyway. He was expecting to receive something. He must have been in faith. Amen? Amen? Yeah. Verse 4, 5, I mean. And he gave heed to them, expecting to receive something. Why? Because he asked. They said, they said look at us. Right? And he's expecting to receive something. But Peter, he didn't have money that day. I don't know if he left his pocketbook at home. Peter wasn't poor. You know, a lot of people say, oh, that poor Peter and John, they didn't have any money. You know, serving God, you're just going to be poor most of your life. That's all you can expect. Wrong. That ain't why he said that. But what was he getting ready to give him? Something of great, way greater value. Way, you, you think this guy went away saying, man, sure I can walk, but where's the money? You think he even cared about the money at that point? No. He, he, he looked at him expecting to receive something. And in verse 6, it says, Peter said, Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have. What do you have to give? What do you have? Be prepared when people ask to give what you have. A lot of people say, I'm not carrying a lot of cash with me today. Neither was Peter. You know, yeah. so many times we, we get in a position and, and we think, well, we don't have anything to give. I hope nobody asks. you got lots to give. you got the most valuable gift in you that anyone could ever have. And they were operating under in the Holy Spirit. So this is God talking. This is now God talking. And they said, silver and gold, but in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. He asked... And what comes after asking? Received. What did he receive to say? A lot of people say he received the ability to walk. He received, the next, the next verse shows exactly what he received. God gave him exactly what he needed. In his feet and in his ankle bones, he received strength. Amen? And a lot of people said, well, he got filled with the Holy Ghost and it went through and he just was able to walk. I said, no, what he didn't have was strength. And he asked from something, and God gave him strength. Every man that asks, give them something. That's how God is. When we ask, he gives us something. But so many times we toss it to the side because it's not what we ask for. Right? Because if you ask for a fish, what's he give you? Fishing pole. Everybody's heard the sermon. Right? Why? Because God doesn't just want you to have a fish. He wants you to have ability. He wants you to have ability. What? So you can feed you and yourself forever? No. So you can feed you and others forever. When He fills you with the Holy Ghost, you know why He fills you to overflowing? So you'll spill out on others. Amen? He, he wants us to overflow to His glory. Amen? And so He gives us accordingly. Amen? 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 And we should be prepared to receive accordingly. Right? This man was prepared to receive accordingly, obviously, because instead of money, he got the ability to walk. Right? How many would make that trade? Yeah, how many thought, how many think that guy sat there and said, nah, just wanted money? This walking thing, I don't know you. How about a penny? Come on. Amen? Amen? Glory to God. 
Glory to God. But we have to be prepared to receive what God's giving. That's why God said, ask in faith. Go to James. Go to James 1. This talks about how God gives again. Amen? James 1. You guys having fun? I am. And I, I, I learn more by teaching than you guys learn by hearing me, probably. That's why I pray the way I pray, because I'm expecting God to speak to me as much as He does to you today. I just got these verses on a page that God said put on there. And a story, story about my wife having stuff on her face. <laughs> Amen? <laughs> How much more does God give good gifts? Good gifts. How much more? If you'd give them a fish, how much more would God give them? If, you, if you'd give them bread, how much more would God give them? He'll give them a field of wheat. They can make all the bread they want and feed the world. Why? Because you're his son. You're his son. You're his heir. What, what he's planning on you doing is carrying on the family business. The family business is love. Amen? You're his heir. So when you ask for something, he gives you more than you ask for. Why? Because he wants you to do with it what he would. You're his son. He's not just calling you son so you can feel good about yourself. He's calling you son because he wants you to act like him. Amen? What's it say? It says in Luke, be kind to the unthankful. or be, Yeah, kind to the unthankful and you'll be like your father. You'll be, you'll be a child of the Most High. Right? What's he saying? He's saying, I want you to be like me because that's, make, that's, what, that's what identifies you as my child. When people ask and we give, that's what identifies us as his child. Because we don't give just to, just to get people out of our face. <laughs> I've done it. Right? You know, when you start a church, you know, people start coming in, they start asking, and some of them get quite pushy. They do. And you're like, would you give them money so they can leave? <laughs> That's not right, but I, I, I've done it, okay? And of course, Mrs. Moore said, why'd you give it to them? Were you led to? And I said, hmm. No. She goes, do you want that to come out of your check now? <laughs> Guess so. Huh? Because it's wrong. Why? Because I didn't check to see what they needed. What did God... They came here because they thought they were coming here. But God put them here. What can I do for them today? Maybe silver and gold's not what they need. Maybe they need love. And love will find out what they truly need. What will spark something in them to make a change? Even if they don't change that moment, when they leave your building, you should know they'll never be the same again. Amen? Amen? When, they, when we get around people, we should have an everlasting effect on them because we have unfailing love. Amen? We should have an everlasting effect. When we do not, we're not operating in the love that's in us. People say, well, I didn't affect that person. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. You know, my mom used to say, I'll put it in there and I'll let it cook. Amen. <laughs> Why? She said, someday it's going to come forth. The Word of God does not return void. I'll never let go that I put it in there. And that's how we should be. If all you get is, thanks for stopping by today, God does love you. Yes. Amen. Amen. And maybe that's all He wanted said that day. 
People say, well, that's just like saying be warm and filled. No, not if you do it at the direction of God. I was saying be warm and filled when I handed them a 20 because that was only going to last them the day. That's being warm and filled. Yeah, if all you do is hand them a 20, they're in the same boat tomorrow. You said be warm and filled. People said, no, I gave them. No, you got them out of your hair. (laughs) But when you do it at the direction of the Lord, the 20 becomes a connector, a connector by faith. And now you've got a door into their life. Amen? And you can pray and God now, he'll go through that door. Amen? We're looking for a way in. We are looking for a way into people's lives. Why? Because they may not get saved here, but you're the next step. You may be the tenth person on a, on a journey they've been taken. Amen? And every one of them has given to them. And what if you stop? He's going to have to send them somewhere else to get what you didn't give them. Amen? And if they don't get saved until the 20th person and you never know about it till, till the other side of heaven, who cares? They're there. Amen? Glory to God. Glory to God. Did I have you go to James? James, James 1.5, it says, it says uh, if any of you lack wisdom, what do you do? Does it say call and have the church pray for you to have wisdom? Huh? Could you pray for me to have some wisdom? Well, it says, let him ask. You know, we get this a lot of time at the church, and this is one of this is one of the more... Brother Moore, is, he wants the word on things. So when you go on hospital visitation, a lot of people say, they call up and they say, hey, I, I got a friend that's in the hospital. Will you send somebody to see him? And we say, will you have them call? Wow, that sounds mean. No, that's what the word says. It says, is any sick among you, let him call. Let him call. If you start doing things the way God set them up, they'll work. You know, that's that's the thing. It said in the Bible, it said, Jesus came unto his own and they received him not. Why? They didn't know who he was. They had been so confused by the the Pharisees and, and the teachers of the law and all these other people that when he finally got here, the one they'd been waiting for, they did not recognize him. They didn't recognize who he was. We don't want to not recognize what God's doing and, and what He's doing through us and in us. Amen? We want to recognize who God is. It says He came into the world and the world didn't recognize He created the world. It says He was the Word and He created the world. In, in, in John it says, He created the world and the world didn't recognize Him. The creation didn't recognize the Creator. Why? Because it had been come so far from God. And see, religion takes you so far from how God does things that you no longer recognize the right way. There is a right way, and it's not legalistic. It's levelistic. Amen? That's a new word, and we like it. It's not. You don't do things out of legalism because that's how you have to. It's how you get to because you now have something in you to offer every man. Amen? Every person who asks, you have something to offer. Glory to God. It says, does any of you lack wisdom? Let him ask of God. How does God give? Same way he gave in, the, in, the, in Matthew 7. He gives to 
all men. All men who? That ask. Not just all men. All men that ask. Why? Because if, you don't, if you're not willing to come ask, you don't value the giver, first of all. Right? We got the, anybody ever got caught seeking the gift? Right? Man, I spent years seeking the gift of God. And man, then I finally figured out if you'll seek God, the gifts are where He's at. It, you know, some things are so simple and you take so many years figuring them out. You know, I think, oh God, prosper me. If I just could prosper, just, you know, if my business could do good and, and, I, and I had lots of money, and, and, you know, I'd give. I'd give God for sure. But, you know, He sees your heart. He says, yeah, you give yourself a new boat. You give yourself everything you ever wanted. You wouldn't be a giver. You'd be a taker. Why? Because prosperity in money without prosperity in your heart is dangerous. And God's unwilling to lose you over it. He says, what good is it if a man gains the world and loses his own soul? Huh? But, but when I figured out seeking the giver, seeking the giver, seeking his heart, seeking who he is, seeking who he made me to be, then all this other stuff came and I didn't even have to look for it. Didn't even have to look for it. Glory to God. Do you know that that's true with healing as well? If you're seeking healing in your body, the best thing to do is not seek healing. Seek the giver. The giver, healing is with him. And as you seek him and as you snuggle up close to him, you will be affected by that healing. Why? Because it's yours. It's yours. And if you ask for it, if you'll ask the Father for it, He'll give it to you. Today. I don't know what you, I don't care if you're dealing with a cough. If you'll say, Father, I don't want to cough no more. I'm asking to be healed from that cough. You will be healed. Right now. Right now. That's just the way it is. That's just the way it is. He said, Does any of you lack wisdom? Ask, let him ask of God who gives to all men liberally and he doesn't hold anything. He doesn't hold anything against you. He's not saying, well, not him. I'll give it to him, not him. And, I, and I'll give this much to him and I'll give this. He gives a bunch to everybody. That's right. <laughs> he hateth not. And he says, and it shall be given to him. But then he says, but let him ask in faith. Why does he say this? Because he's getting ready to give you an answer you can't receive any other way. People say, man, I, I got some bills due. Lord, give me wisdom on how to pay them. He says, go give Rob $100. And you say, oh God, you, I must have misspoke myself. <laughs> she, yeah, you didn't hear me. I said, I had bills due, not Rob had bills due. <laughs> yeah, so let me rephrase the question. Give me wisdom because I have bills due. And he says, go give Rob $100. That's the wisdom of God. And you better have faith if you're asking for answers from God. Because that's the kind of answers you're going to get. He's going to say stuff like, go dip in the river Jordan seven times. <laughs> right? He's, yeah, he's going to say, spit on the ground and make mud and put it in his eyes you got to have some faith to do what God says. 
He don't say the normal stuff. He don't say, well, just go over there to them and shake their hand and they'll just be better. He says, go over and spit in their eye. Huh. you got to have faith. What are you asking for? Whatever it is, get ready for an answer. But the way you get ready is to ask in faith. You don't get faith after you ask. We've got this backwards. We ask and then they say, okay, i got to get in faith. No, he said ask in faith. In other words, use your faith to ask because you're going to need your faith to hear the answer. Amen? Because it's not going to be what you thought. It's not going to be your way. Why? Because His ways are higher than our ways. Right? He, he, he knows more than we do. And He's not just trying to get you somewhere. He's trying to get you somewhere for others. Amen? It's not enough to get you to Faith Life Church in Sarasota. He wants, you to, get here. He wants to get you here prepared to be who you're supposed to be. Amen? It's not just about sitting in a pew and listening. It's about being who you're supposed to be when you get here. And it's not about being who you're supposed to be in this church, in the community. Where are you going today? He's got a plan for your life. And the answers you get will will take you down His path. But you have to be willing to hear what He says. Right? Because He'll say stuff like, go down that path, and you'll look down and you'll say, that's that's on fire. Fire... And at the other end of it, there's a flood. And he'll say, yeah, I told you, you'll walk through the fire and not be burned. And you'll go through the flood and it won't overtake you. Right. What's he saying? You will walk those ways. He, he, didn't, he didn't stutter when he said it. He said, those are the ways you're going to walk. You're going to walk through fire and you're not going to be burned. You're going to go through the flood, but it won't overtake you. Why is he saying ask in faith? Because he's going to tell you to go through the fire. Why? Because somebody's in there. He, he, we're not into fire walking just to show that our feet don't get burned. He takes you there because there's people in there. Pull them out. You may not be getting burned, but they are. Yes. You may not be being overtaken, but don't let somebody else drown. He sends you in there with something to give. Amen? Amen. And those that ask of you, grab their hand and pull them out. Grab their hand and pull them out. He's a good God. Let him ask in faith who gives to all men liberally. He's going to give you liberal his wisdom. We're walking around with liberal, liberal amounts of God's wisdom in us. How much of it are we using? <laughs> if you haven't asked, you don't got a liberal amount in you. But you know what? We want God's wisdom on everything we do. You know, a lot of people say, well, I just do this and I just do that. That's because you ain't got God's wisdom yet. You add God's wisdom to that and it won't be just this and just that. It'll be, wow. Amen? It'll be, wow. And, and you won't be wondering what you're going to do with your day because your day will have a plan. Why? Because you ask for the wisdom of God. He said, <clears throat> but let him ask in faith, nothing wavering, for he that wavers is like the sea driven with the wind and tossed. What's he saying? He's saying, you can't look this way and this way at the same time. You are cross-eyed. Right? People say, well, I can't. No, you can't. God has one way. He has one way. And that's the way to go. When we don't ask in faith, we will waver from what he tells us. He'll say, go dip in the Jordan. You'll say, well, that's kind of far over there. Here's a river. What do you got? Double vision. Yeah. You're cross-eyed. 
He said, go one place. It's, there's not two rivers to dip in. There's one river. Amen? You know, a lot, a lot of people say, I, I went there, but it was hard, you know? I, I, they told me, you know, I know it was the Lord said to go to this church, but it was hard. So I just figured that wasn't God. Why? How do you figure Paul felt in prison or on the boat that was shipwrecked or when he was getting beaten? or I mean, and God told him to go all those places. You know, I, I that one where he told him to go to Jerusalem, but he was going to get beaten there. I read that 20 times thinking, you know, he had to miss it somewhere. <laughs> you know, surely Paul missed it that day. No! God told him to go there. <laughs> I'm not saying you got to go. Well, I'm not telling you to go get beat, okay? I'm telling you to go where God tells you. And if it's hard, don't assume it's not God. What, what you really need to assume is you're letting your flesh get involved too much. If it's hard, you're letting your flesh get involved too much. You know what Paul was doing in prison? Singing. You know, a lot of people think he was singing to try and get God to move. No, he was singing because God had already moved. He, he felt he was right where God put him at that moment in time. Why? The jailer's getting ready to get saved. He didn't care nothing about being in prison. The jailer's going to get saved today. He knew that everywhere he went, he was a giver. And what that jailer do? He said, well, he asked, what must I do to be saved? Boom! Let me give you something. Glory to God. That's who we are. It doesn't matter where you're at. Sing, you're in the right spot. Thank you, Lord. Whew, don't know how we got off on all that. Told you all I've got verses. We just go. We just go. Mm, he's helping us. He said, let him ask in faith, nothing wavering, for he's like the wind, the sea driven by the wind. What's he saying? You're driven by something besides him. When you ask with, out of faith, outside of faith, you're driven by something besides the Lord. And being driven by something besides the Lord takes you the wrong way. He'll, he'll, he'll go against the wind. He'll go against, he'll have you paddling upstream. You'll say, ah, this is hard, Lord, if we just turned around. See, that's how I like to ride my bike, downhill, but you've got to go uphill to get there. So I'm trying to get somebody to drive my bike up to the top of the hill, get on it, and then coast down. And see, that's what we're trying to do as Christians so many times. We don't want to do the hard part just because we know the easy part's coming. There's a reward for everything He tells us to do. You get to be part of somebody else's miracle. Amen? How many times had they passed that guy at the gate called Beautiful? How many times had he been passed by... Jesus passed him. Said he'd been there for years and years. How many times? But that day, that day, they had something for him. Amen? You could pass by somewhere a thousand times. Don't get in tradition over it. Don't let it become a tradition. Every time you pass that way, expect to hear from God. Because that may be the day that they're ready to receive. It's not a question of you having, it's them receiving. And that's how God is with us. You say, well, I ask and ask and ask and I didn't get. He said, you haven't asked yet. What's he saying? You, you've asked this way and you've asked that way, but you haven't asked the Father. You haven't asked believing. 
you have an ask without another plan. You know, people say, Lord, help me with my finances. I, I got this credit card over here just in case. You know, but, but I'm going to believe you because I don't want to use this credit card to pay my bills. So I'm going to believe you, but I have it. That's wavering. How do I know? It ain't because the Bible tells me so. I did it. Man, I used to pay credit cards with credit cards. And then I'd have to get a new credit card to pay those credit cards. I had so many credit... We were jugglers, man. We juggled the credit cards. All in God's plan. <laughs> well, He didn't give me. He must have meant for us to use the credit card. <laughs> wrong and wrong. Amen? Would it have been more honest for me to say, I wasn't in faith. I better use the credit card. Hmm? <laughs> Well, I could tell you I was perfect. Then I'd be a liar too. <laughs> I'm perfect in Christ. Amen? He sees me perfect. I'm His Son. Thank you, Lord. Let Him ask in faith. Double-minded man is unstable. What's He saying? He can't receive from me because He's looking at too many other things. He's unstable. You have to be stable to hear from God. You have, what's it say? I will not be moved. Why? Because he's going to tell you, you're going to have to stand there. You're going to have to stand. When I tell you to do something, do it until you got the answer. What's he saying? People say, well, I did it for three months. Did you get the answer? Then you didn't do it long enough. Well, I did it for three years. Did you get the answer? Then you didn't do it long enough. Right? He said, ask and you shall receive. How long? If the Lord God Almighty, creator of heaven and earth, said, ask and you shall receive, how long should you wait? Until you get it. I don't care if it takes 10 years, 20 years. If he said so, it's coming. Maybe it just had to take a longer trip to get there. I don't know. And I don't see your heart, but he does. Amen? God knows who's asking and how they're asking. Right? Even in this book, he said, he said you have not. Why? Because you ask not. And then he says, you ask and receive not. It doesn't say you ask and I give not. He said you ask and, and receive not. He didn't say I didn't give. He said you didn't receive. There's a difference. Somebody could give you something. I could throw $100 on that platform right now and say that's yours, Rob. That's your money. And uh, if Rob never walked up and get it, it would still be his. Right? Because I gave it to him. All right? And if I know how to do that, how much more does God know how to do that? It doesn't, he didn't say, you ask and I don't give. He said, you ask and don't receive. Why? Because you ask and miss. You receive with your heart from God. You cannot receive with your head from God. That's why I said ask in faith. Faith's in your heart. Right? It, this, this is a heart issue. You want to receive something from God, ask from your heart. What did it say in Jeremiah? It says, you'll find me when you seek me with all your heart. You won't find me when you seek me with half your heart. Because why? I'm not in half your heart place. A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. Seek me and me alone and you'll find me. Right? Because if you're not seeking him and him alone, you're seeking two things and you're never going to find him there. He's in one place. Right? That's, that's what we're looking for. 
See, this is good answers this morning. We ask, and then we know who we ask. We stand for it, and we receive it. Amen? It says you ask. Where, where, where is that anyway? Five, four, James 4. You ask before 3. James 4, 3. You have not because you ask not. You ask and receive not because you ask amiss that you may consume it on your own lust. You know, a lot of people say, well, yeah, you're asking for a bunch of money so that you can get this. No, sometimes we ask for things from God so that people know we have them. Come on. Hmm? Remember uh, Simon in the book of Acts? Simon in the book of Acts, he was a sorcerer, and uh, Philip come to town. Philip starts preaching the gospel, doing miracles. Simon gets saved and baptized. He's now born again. Man, Peter comes to town, starts laying hands on people, and they get filled with the Holy Ghost. And Simon looks at that and says, Mm-hmm, I need that. I'm going to get me that. And how does he go about getting it? He doesn't ask. He didn't ask. There was a way to get it. Ask. But he didn't ask. He took out his wallet. He said, Let me buy. He said, he said Give me this power. Let me buy it. See, that's, you know, people say, oh, I can't believe he did that. Uh, Lord, I quoted the scriptures. I've been quoting them for days. Is that asking? No. Hmm. Lord, I've been to church. I'm a tither. I've been doing this. I've been doing that. Is that asking? No. All those things are good. Right? After you know who you ask. You want to do every one of those things. Right? Yes. What did he say to the Pharisees? Yeah, man, you ought to tithe, but you left these things undone. Right? There's some things you leave undone. He said, ask. What's he saying? Don't ask amiss. Don't try to get it the wrong way. I'll give it to you freely. I'll give it to you without doubt. I'll give it to you. Healing is a promise that you already get, you can have already. Prosperity is my pleasure to give to you. Amen? He's not trying to keep it from you. But he, but, he, but he does only move on your heart. And if your heart asks amiss, you'll, you can't receive it. It's not that he can't give it. It's that you can't receive it. It's like when people ask for wisdom. He gives them wisdom. It says he gives it to them. Does everybody use it? No. no. <laughs> I, I, well, me, you guys maybe did, but every now and then he gives me wisdom. I'm like, that's crazy. <laughs> Get thee behind me, Satan. The other day, we were, we were at church, and Kim comes up and says, somebody gave us $500 today. I'm like, glory to God. $500, man, I already had a plant in my mind on what I wanted to do with that $500. And about two minutes after that, God said, give that $500 to them. I'm like, you know, it took me the whole service arguing with my flesh to give that $500 away like I had never had $500 in my life. <laughs> and what would, that, what would I have passed up? Godly wisdom. Because I don't need that $500 nearly as much as I want God in my life in control of everything I do. Amen? Glory to God. <laughs> You know, we ask for seed every all the time, and then we gives us some, we want to eat it. Yeah? 
I have to remind myself I'm not a bird. Don't eat seed. Make it into bread first. Amen? <laughs> Glory. He's helping us today, isn't he? Yeah, Simon, uh, he, he tried to purchase it. You know what? We try to purchase things. We try to work for things. We try to work for things that his grace has already given us. Amen? And then we, and then we get mad because we don't have it. And we say stuff like, well, he says it's already mine. Why don't I have it? Because you're working for it. You cannot earn the things of God. That's why he said ask for them. Why? Because if you just ask, you're not trying to earn, you're not trying to buy, you're not trying to coerce or manipulate, you're merely coming to your Father. And he even says, unless you can receive the kingdom of God as a little child, man, when my daughter comes and asks me for stuff, she doesn't think anything about it. She comes, she's, she's 20 years old, almost 21 now. I'll guarantee you, she, she just asked me for money yesterday. She said, Dad, can I go here? And I said, how much? She knew exactly how much, already was prepared. Why? Because she knew she was getting it. She expected to receive. Why? Because if I, being Dave, know how to give good gifts to my daughter... How much more? How much more? And don't get me wrong, she believes God for things all the time. But she also knows when it's time to ask Dad. That's godly wisdom. Right? And I don't want her... You know what? When she's a little kid, man, even today she's still the same way. She can make me mad, do something wrong. I mean, do something that... Man, I'll get on to her. I'll say, you know that's wrong. You were taught better than that. We don't do that. And she'll say, yeah, you're right, Dad. I'm sorry. And then five months later, she'll say, oh, by the way, I need 100 bucks." <laughs> and she gets it, too. That's exactly right. Why? Because I've forgiven her. This is over. Yeah. See, we think God holds grudges. Oh, I can't go to Him now. I sinned. Yeah, go to Him, repent, and then you're still His kid. You will never not be His kid. There's not a day where you say, Oh, I'm not your son anymore. Right? Didn't, didn't the, didn't, isn't that what the uh, prodigal son tried to say? I'm not even worthy. And he said, ah, Whatever. Coat and ring. Right? Why? Because He's a God of love. He's looking to forgive you. What's He want you to do? Ask. Ask for forgiveness, receive what He's giving you, and then go on being who you are. We, we, we hold a grudge against ourselves and assume that it's God. Let me give everybody a good word today that will set you free. He's holding nothing against you. Ask and it's yours. Amen? He's a good Father God. Get your confidence back. He's not saying be confident in His ability. Be confident in who you are. Everybody knows He can do anything. You ask people that don't believe hardly in Him, they say, what can God do? They say, oh, He's God. He can do anything. He can do anything. People don't even know Him. He can do anything. We don't want... we got to know our confidence has to remain in who we are. That, the devil's not trying to condemn God. God's not going to be... He's not, when you mess up, he doesn't go, Oh, man, I thought I raised that boy better than that. Gave him my word. 
gave him scripture, and he still messed up. God doesn't spend days anguishing over that. Right? I remember my daughter, she messed up big time one day. Big, bigger than, big time to me anyway. Well, God didn't think it was that big. Man, I, I flew off the handle. I mean, it's like, I can't believe you did this. God said, you can't? <laughs> he reminded me how much better of a kid she was than me. <laughs> and you can't believe she did this? <laughs> but I got mad at her. And the first time I ever got mad at her and stayed mad for over five minutes. She couldn't figure it out because I'd never stayed mad at her before. Why? Because it's not what you do. Am, am I going to teach her something by being mad at her? No. Is it, you know, we, we've got this thing in, our, in, our, in people's mind that if you quit talking to somebody long enough, they'll feel bad enough that they'll change. They won't. No. They'll change around you because they don't want to see your mopey face. And then they'll go be who they were. Amen? God's not like that. God forgave you before you ask. He just says ask. Forgiveness was already there. He doesn't whip up a new batch every time you mess up. Amen? (laughs) Does that mean you just go off sinning? No. It means you now have the ability in you not to sin. Because you're forgiven, because you have His grace, now you're looking for a better way. God's not mad. He's waiting for you to ask. Amen? Because He knows if you ask, you're back. You're back. Right? No condemnation. You ask as a child. You ask as a son. You're back. Because when you're out there in condemnation, he can't do anything. It's not that he's not giving. You're not receiving. People in condemnation cannot receive. Right? People that are bitter cannot receive. People that are offended. I know it stuffs your ears up. Right? You ever talk to somebody that's bitter and offended? They can't hear a word you said. You could say, I love you and I'm going to give you a million dollars. I don't want your million dollars. Why? Why would they say that? Because it's stopped up their ears. Bitterness gets in through your ears, and it stops right there. It goes. It goes from there to your heart, and it stops you from receiving anything. Amen. That's why. That's why the devil wants you mad at God. That's why he's lied on God so much. Because he said, "See, you asked for wisdom, you didn't get nothing. God gave you wisdom the minute you asked for it. You just didn't hear it." Amen. We've got, we got to see God for who He truly is. He gives. He said, I give to everyone that asks. Amen? So if you ask and you say, I didn't get it yet, then you ain't received it yet. Don't say, God didn't give it yet. Say, I haven't received it yet, but I'm going to receive it. Amen? Hallelujah. Look at 1 John 5. We'll close with this. Glory to God. 1 John 5.14 You know how much God loves us. He's trying to get these things to us. Because first, first He loves you. And then He wants to put His love in you. And when He gets His love in you, He wants that love in you to begin to be what motivates your actions. 
Amen. 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 And, and as it motivates your actions, it'll motivate all of your actions. It'll motivate how you ask. It'll motivate how you give. It'll motivate how you receive. Love should motivate all of our actions. Amen. Amen. Our love for God is why we should do things, not to get things from Him. Amen. Amen. He loves just doing stuff for us just because. Yeah. Why'd you give that to them, God? Because they ask. And I love them. And they love me. It was real easy. Amen? He's a loving God. And if He can get that love in you, He can get that love to you, He can get that love through you. You, you, We're not a stopping point for what He's doing. You're never a stopping point for what He's doing. I I was watching the thing on ESPN just this morning. I woke up and turned on TV and I was looking at what God did with this man's life and how he took it from the bottom back up to the top and began to help people. Amen? And that's what God does. He'll take your mistakes and he'll turn somebody else's life around with it. He didn't want you to make the mistake, but he'll take what God, what the devil meant to destroy you and he'll turn it around, not just for your good, for the good of others. The devil overplays his hand all the time. All the time. When, when, when we get sick and healing comes, it makes the devil look really stupid. Amen? It makes the devil look really stupid. Why? Because he shouldn't be trying to put that on us. We're children of the most high healer. Amen? The mo- we're, we're children of the unfailing God. There's not a disease he hasn't already whipped. So, and the devil, he tries to come up with new ones. Man, I was looking something up for somebody the other day, and you know there are so many syndromes. and It's stupid how much stuff they, the devil's come up with. And he forgets the verse that says, everything not even in this book is under the curse, and we're redeemed from it. Amen. He can't even come up. That's why it says no weapon formed against us, because he's already formed the greatest weapon. There is no weapon that will ever be greater than Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 Our army wins. Glory to God. And this is the confidence, 1 John 5, 14. This is the confidence that we have in Him. What is it, the confidence we have in Him? We have confidence in Him. Not confidence just in Him, but confidence because we're in Him. When, when you're in Christ, you should be confident. When you know you're a child of the Most High God, you should have confidence. That's why he said, go boldly before the throne. Why? Because she's a child. And receive grace and mercy. Get it. Just go right up there and get it. Why? Because of who you are, not because of what you did. Who you are. Amen? Glory to God. Go right up there and ask for some. And get it. He said, and this is the confidence we have in Him, that if we ask anything according to His will. And you know, a lot of people have taken that and said, okay, we've got to find out what His will is. No, ask how He wants you to, according to His will. Ask. He has a way of asking in faith. We figured that out, right? Right? Believing. In faith and believing are, are two ways you must ask. You've got to ask not being double-minded. You've got to ask in love. Or you'll ask amiss. Right? If, you, if you're just asking for something just because you want it, that ain't, that ain't always going to move the hand of God. 
Right? You know, when you don't feel good, the hardest prayer to pray is, God, I know i got things to do for you. I'm going to do them and believe you for healing. Most people say, if you'll heal me, I'll go do them. Say, I'm going to do them. I know you healed me. Hmm? Glory to God. <laughs> There's a, and, and don't get me wrong, you do have to ask according to His will. You're not just going to go ask things off the cuff. Amen. Lord, I just need a yacht. <laughs> yeah, that's going to be, if, if my daughter asked me for that, I'd say, well, what for? You know, the, that would be your question, because God could give you a yacht. He wouldn't say, no, nah, you don't need a yacht. He'd say, what for? Show me your heart. Show me your heart. Because he already knows your heart. So don't try and fool him either. You guys ever tried to fool God? God, if I just had this, I'd do this. And you go, no, you wouldn't. <laughs> Thought I had him that time. I said it with conviction, too. <laughs> you just can't fool him. He is so smart. He knows, not only does he know what you can have, he knows when you can have it. He, know, he knew not to give me prosperity when I was back there in the floor covering business, beating the, just hoping I might get a paycheck every week, having bankers laugh at me because they couldn't believe I was still in business. And I said, oh, God, just prosper me because I'm tired of not having money. Just prosper me. And he knew that he knew if he prospered me, he'd never see me again. I would have been the prodigal son, and he knew it. He said, if I give him his inheritance now, he will run off and it will not, there will be no inheritance left. Thank God I didn't get it. Man, when I started seeking the giver, man, all of a sudden I didn't have time to seek prosperity. All I had time to do was seek God. Teach a Bible study this night. Teach one that night. Work with kids on this day. Go to the, go help the youth on this day. Man, I didn't have time for nothing. Man, I'd go to work and and, I, and we had a little magazine we used to send out. And, and I'd write an article all day during work. Yeah. Don't ever do that. I was my own boss. Your boss won't appreciate that, by the way. <laughs> Unfortunately, I didn't have anything else to do. <laughs> yeah, which in the floor covering business, that's not good. Or any, any other business, that's not good. I didn't have anything else to do. So I sat there and wrote articles, man. I'd write stuff about the Lord, man. I'd, I'd get happy, you know. And, and the next thing I know, and I don't know how it happened to this day, we're prospering. The business is doing good. And Dave's not doing anything. Now we figured out what the problem was. It was Dave. What was Dave doing involved in that business? He was supposed to be doing something else. But the wisdom he asked for, he didn't want. He wanted to know how to make his business prosper instead of how to be prosperous. And he, God was giving me wisdom. Man, I'd be listening. God, I'm listening to all these tapes. Man, Brother Copeland, br uh, Brother Moore, you know, I'm listening. I, I got the faith in me. And, and no, I didn't. When I started seeking God. Turn my life around. Amen. Amen. Now, they don't even know where I'm at. Of course, the floor covering store don't even care about me. Why? Because I was its problem. They had, I was Jonah, man. They had to sh get me off that ship. <laughs> get him in the belly of that whale or fish. We're going to want to argue about that. It was a whale. It's a fish. Whale, fish, whale. 
It was big and it swallowed him. Amen. And this is the confidence that we have in him. This is our God, our Father God, who loves us. And that's why we have confidence. He loves you with an unfailing love that will never quit. No matter what you've done, no matter where you've been, he'll never quit. And you can be confident when you come before him and ask him according to his will with your heart because you love him and because you know he knows what's best for you. Amen? I told Dan this the other day, and I told him this just off the cuff. I said, kids never stop trusting their parents till they know more than them. When did you stop trusting your parents? When you knew more. They say, oh, I wouldn't do that. Oh, I'll be okay. <laughs> Who knew best? Father. Hmm? Confidence in God. Your confidence is who you are in Him, not outside of Him. Outside of Him, we can do nothing. Outside of Him, we are a failure waiting to happen. Within Him, we are a success waiting to be born. Everywhere we go, success is very likely to happen. Amen? Amen. Amen. This is the confidence that we have. If we ask anything, ask anything according to how He says ask. According to his will. Not only does he ask, you know that he hears you. See, these are the keys to receiving. And once you ask, you don't say, I wonder if God heard me. No, when you're confident in who you are, man, I'll guarantee you, if one of you has a little kid right now and they screamed from there, you would know it was your kid. Amen? God knows you so much more than that. You could be in a pack of a billion people and say, Lord, help. And he'd come right to you right that moment. Because he knows your voice. He knows you're his. And when you ask anything, he hears you. You're his child and he hears you. He's waiting for you to ask. He, he's sitting there thinking, oh, I'm going to give them something today. It's in their heart. I see it. They're going to get something. Amen. He, he's a good Father God. And if we ask anything, He hears us. And if He hears us, what? We know that we have whatsoever we ask. So once you've asked and you're confident in who you are and that the Father who loves you has heard you, know that you're getting ready to have what you've asked for. Let's not get caught up in religious tradition and ungodly ideas that say sometimes He does, sometimes He don't, sometimes He says later. He's already said yes. He's waiting for you to be able to receive yes. Amen? This is not a giving problem. God does not have a giving problem. If we're not getting it, it's because we haven't received it. Amen? And He showed us how to get it today. Ask, and you shall receive. Hallelujah. Stand to your feet. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. I love Him. I love God. Do you guys love God? Because He will build you up and encourage you and say, <laughs> you say, God, I've been seeking you, seeking you, seeking you. What's the answer? He'll say, ask. Oh, that can't be it. That's too easy. Ask. All i got to do is ask. You know, it's kind of like Brother Moore's story about receiving the Holy Ghost. He goes years and years and years tarrying, and then he gets this little book that says, do this, this, and pray. He's like, ah, it's too easy. God is easy. There is a simple way to everything He has for us. 
because He wants us to have it more than we want it. Amen? Glory to God. You guys got a song? <laughs> Come to Jesus and He Come to Jesus and He Everybody close.